Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon. Good, ap- good ap- afternoon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm- okay, there we go. Okay, it sounds like I'm stuttering. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear myself back through my headphones. Uh, good afternoon and welcome to uh, the Good News Show here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, KTH 9, 10 a.m. Happy Easter to you. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. We can say hallelujah now. And uh, we have got a great show uh, lined up for today. Uh, in just a moment, I'm going to introduce you to the producer of a movie that I highly, highly, highly recommend you go see. It's coming out one night only next Tuesday, and it's called Marando al Cielo. And it's a movie about uh, St. Jose Sanchez del Rio, the 14-year-old boy who died in the Cristero War down in Mexico about 100 years ago in his life, in his courage and his standing up for the faith. And uh, I saw a a screener of it last week, and it is just incredibly awesome. I'm so excited. I have the producer of that movie, Laura Palayas, is going to be joining us via phone from Mexico uh, in just a moment. The the movie is in Spanish with English subtitles, and again, uh, highly recommend one night only next Tuesday, but we'll talk to Laura here in just a moment. Also have in studio with me Bill Moore, who is the director of the Vocation Awareness Program. That is going to be going on June 23rd to 25th at the University of Dallas. This is a discernment weekend for any uh, men or women between 18 and 40 years of, uh, of age who want to ask questions about the religious life of uh, being a priest or a religious sister or brother. And so this is a great opportunity. And maybe your son or daughter or brother or sister are interested. We want you to tell them about this. And Bill will talk all about that. Also about the Sarah Clubs, because uh, Bill is the president of the Fort Worth Sarah Club as well. And uh, the second half of the show is going to be dedicated to the CPLC, the Catholic Pro-Life Community. And we've got Frank Gonzalez, their Director of Marketing and Communication, coming in, uh, along with Maddie Brown, their Youth for Life Director. We're also going to hear from Susan Platt, Prayer and Community Outreach Director. Okay, so they're going to get us up to date on what's going on with the pro-life boot camps going on this summer. It's hard to believe we're already talking about summer again. Uh, it is right around the corner. Before all that, I'm going to bring Cecil Anderson in and ask her, did you have a good Easter celebration? Please uh, say yes. <laughs> I did. I had a wonderful celebration. All right. Uh, you had a lot of family over. And, uh, we, and uh, of course, St. Philip introduced their uh, new pipe organ, St. Yes. Philip and uh, Flower Mound. Yes, they did. They've been, like, teasing it the last couple of weeks, uh, but they had full force. I call it, like, the chest rattling, like, fully, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it was quite magnificent to have for Easter. Yeah, so. that is awesome. And he said there were just, uh, I, I hope the uh, the fire marshal isn't listening, but they, they had just, like, Tons of people. Uh, I mean, of course, everybody's very excited. It's a it's a beautiful parish, and uh, uh, just I mean. Did, did it sound just magnificent, the, oh, the pipe it did. organ? With the pipe organ, with the and it was really beautiful for the mass I went to at 11 a.m. They also had a, I believe it was a trumpeter was there, a trumpet, a play, a trumpet yeah. player was there. And he and the organ and the trumpet together, you don't think of those, mm-hmm. at least I don't think of those going, but it was 
pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. you got to have a trumpet uh, player at Easter. I yes, think that just kind of goes with it. Uh, so, all right. Well, congratulations to St. Philip for introducing this uh, pipe organ. We had uh, uh, an interview that we played, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago with uh, Father McDaniel and also the director of uh, music and worship over there at St. Philip's. All right, let me go straight to our first guest, uh, Laura Playas, uh, on the line from Mexico, and she is the producer of the new, vo- new movie coming out next Tuesday, April 18th, one night only, called Mirando al Cielo, which is uh, Looking at Heaven, I think is how it's translated, and it has to do with the uh, Cristero War back in Mexico, 1926 to 1929. Jose Sanchez del Rio, a newly canonized saint, uh, was uh, martyred at the young age of, I think, 14, 15 years old. It tells his story, and so a few other little twists as well. Uh, Laura, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, Good afternoon to you. Uh, hi, I'm very happy to be here. Are you there, Laura? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I'm not sure if uh, anybody else can hear her. I cannot hear her. And, uh, Laura, can you hear me? Okay, yes, indeed. Hi, Laura. Good, good, uh, to, good to talk with you. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm very happy to be here. You? Yeah, well, I just, uh, I know we have uh, very little time. I just want to, first of all, thank you for the movie you've made, Mirando Al Cielo, and congratulate you on getting it done. I think it's uh, outstanding. I think every person needs to see it because, uh, you know, there's there's some persecution going on now here in America, but nothing like what they experienced in Mexico in the 1920s. Uh, so, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I, I saw online that you've been producing for like 25 years. Is it you and your husband are, are, are a producing team of movies? or well, Tell us about yourself, if you would. Well, we, we are producers. We, we think we, we have a great responsibility as communicators to, to give good messages, to, to enhance the, the human being, to, to help everybody to be a better person and, and a better sense of God. So that that's the message we want to give in all our all the work we do. Yeah, we 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 did uh, we we have done several things, but in some of them are it's a docudrama about Our Lady of Guadalupe, who's called Fifteen Thirty One, and it talks. I mean, I I talk about it because it's Radio Guadalupe, and and I think uh, it is it is. It is a docudrama, and it says, why did she come to Mexico? Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't talk about the, well, it does talk about the, the printing and all that thing that, that we all know that it's a miracle. But the main miracle in Our Lady of Guadalupe is why did she come at that moment to Mexico? So it, it is very interesting. Uh, yeah, project. for sure. Tell us about why the Mirando El Cielo. Uh, why did you decide to make this movie, and why? Why do you, as I mentioned, why do you think it's so important for people to see this? Yeah, uh, Mirando El Cielo is a story of a boy who has a lot to tell to us. When Antonio, my husband, found out about him, he he just fell in love. And she said, "This story has to, has to. Uh, everybody has to know the story of this little boy because, because it, it has all the ingredients uh, oh, uh, a movie should have to show the the, 
the importance of the faith in the people. This boy, uh, we think uh, it is a great example of the boy, of his faith, his his uh, currency. I don't know if it's if it's said all right that that he he's willing to die for what he believes. Yes, and he's willing to do all the things he does for what he believes, and we think that behind him it's a family, you know. Behind every saint there is a family and, and we see the the great job we have as families to teach our, our children and to to help them be saints because that's that's our job as fathers to to teach our to teach our children what's the goal in the life, and and it's to be saints. Yeah, and and that really comes out very clearly in the movie, because he's got outstanding parents, but obviously the the parents weren't real excited about seeing three of their sons run off to what might have been a certain death of joining the Cristeros, and I just loved that tension there of the parents wanting to be good Catholic parents, but also (laughs) loving their kids and not wanting to see them, you know, go off. Uh, that which I thought was really, really well done. Uh, Laura, I wanted to ask you also about the story of the godfather of uh, St. Jose uh, Sanchez. I was not familiar with that story. That's an important part of the movie. Yeah, that's very important because because Jose and his godparents were very close. They they really care about each other. But the the godfather put... Put first his work and, and the government, then his his care and his love and his faith. Uh, so he he his values were first the, the the work and then the the love and the faith. So we we think that he's he's like conscious pilot that he he wanted to save him, but he was not willing to do everything to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'll yeah. tell you, the, 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 the movie starts off, uh, not that I need to tell you, but I'm telling the audience of uh, a man stepping off a, a train. And I mean, in the first 30 seconds, you're just gripped because something tragic happens to this man the, the, right when yeah. he steps off a train. And from there on out, the, the whole movie just flows so nicely. I just think it's beautifully done. And uh, Laura, just have about another minute. I want to just ask you to please tell our, our listeners, how can they get tickets uh, it's only going to be one night next Tuesday night, right? It, the easiest way to get there, because like, as you said, it's just one day, one one screening. It's the 18th at, at 7 o'clock in all the United States. And the easiest way to go is mirandoalcielo.mx. And then you have a banner that says, click here for your ticket. And then when you click there, you go to Fatima events. And then you put buy tickets, and it will ask you where do you live. You can put your zip code or your or your city, and it will tell you the closest theater you have. So it's Mirando all right, MirandoAlCielo.mx. Of course, you can do a search for Miranda Al Cielo. It's uh, look, you know, looking at heaven, I think is how it translates into English. And I, I just want to say, you know, especially young people, you know, if you have teenage kids or 
kids in college. I mean, I think everybody needs to see this, but, um, you know, I have two teenage daughters and I told them, you've got to see this movie because I think it uh, really shows how a young person puts his faith, you know, way above and all he wants to do is be a saint. And if he has to be martyred, he just does not care if he dies or not. And it's awesome. Uh, Laura, I wish we had more time. I appreciate you being on with us. Uh, congratulations again. I hope it's a great success. And I highly encourage everybody listening to check out this movie next Tuesday, 7 o'clock, MX to get your tickets. Uh, Laura, thank you very much for being we're on. The- sure if, we're sure if you go and see it, your, your heart will be touched. Amen. I, 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 totally, <laughs> I totally agree with that. Thanks, Laura. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks so much. Can you tell I like that movie? I don't know if that, that, that came across or not. Uh, it's, it's really good. You need to see it. <laughs> I've seen a couple of good movies uh, recently. That uh, other one, um, uh, the, the musical, The Journey, is, is outstanding as well. I'm not sure if that's in theater still or not. All right, let's change topics to another very important uh, event, and that is the Vocation Awareness Program that uh, is a discernment weekend helping single Catholic men and women ages 18 to 40, find answers to questions they may have about life as a priest, a sister, brother, or consecrated lay woman. And this is going to be happening at the University of Dallas. It's still a, a couple of months away, June 23rd to 25th. And uh, I have in studio with me uh, the Vocation Awareness Program Director, uh, Bill Moore. He and his uh, wife are parishioners at St. Andrew Catholic Church in Fort Worth, and he's also the president of the Fort Worth Sierra Club and soon-to-be district governor of the DFW Sarah Club District 46. And so, boy, you are all in, aren't you, Bill? <laughs> Good <laughs> afternoon. Am. Well, Dave, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, well, well, thanks for all you do, and it's good to have you in studio. I uh, so let's first of all talk about the Sierra Clubs. I think most people listening probably know what the Sierra Clubs are, but just in case they don't, what sure. what's the purpose and mission of the Sierra Clubs? So before I answer your question, let me start by thanking you and your team here at Guadalupe Radio Network. You guys are fantastic. We listen to it frequently, and it's very helpful to us Catholics. And we Thank wish you. you the best and hope you're around for a long time. And and uh, I also appreciate the opportunity to come on board uh, today and spend a little time talking about the Vocational Awareness Program. The Sarah Club is an international organization. We've got uh, 46 countries involved here in the United States. We have about half the Sarans worldwide. We have around 7,500, uh, 15,000 worldwide. And our mission is to foster and support vocations to the priesthood, foster and support vocations uh, to the religious life. And the third element of our mission we don't spend enough time talking about is to, as our sarans pursue uh, the first two pillars of our mission, we hope to, to deepen our own personal faith mm-hmm. and become better Catholics as we, as we go forward with the mission of the Sarah Club. So it's a it's a fantastic organization, in my opinion, made up of Catholic lay people. We're the only organization, lay organization, uh, aggregated by the Vatican to uh, serve the mission of vocations. So we devote ourselves to work very closely with the bishops, the vocations directors, and their teams to, to support them as best we can as we seek to increase vocations 
uh, here and around the world. And I know there are a number of chapters of the Sierra Clubs, both both in the Fort Diocese and the Dallas. Do you happen to know how many, and yeah. if somebody wants to get involved in one, what should they do? Yeah, we have four four Sierra Clubs in, in uh, Dallas, and we have three in Fort Worth. And the Sarans uh, come out of virtually every parish in Dallas-Fort Worth. There's generally information available in the parishes and points of contact identified if you seek to become a Saren. Uh, we're always trying to increase our membership. The more people we have, uh, the more successful we believe we will be. Um, so, yeah, you can you can check your church bulletin, uh, talk to your parish staff, um, and, and find your way to a Sarah Club. All right, and we are talking about the Vocation Awareness Program that has been going on since the well, every summer since 1990. I'm yeah. guessing there may have been a little break during COVID, perhaps, but I'm not sure about that. Uh, local chapters of the Sierra International uh, uh, International organize and fund the program known as Vocation Awareness Program. Now, is VAP something that's unique to Dallas Fort Worth, or are there VAPs in every diocese? It's unique. We we are um, the only, to our knowledge, we are the only. Um, group of Sarans who put on a vocational awareness program discernment weekend. Um, we're very proud of it. We think it's incredibly effective. We get a lot of support from our bishops and their vocations directors and staffs. Uh, we feel like we're part of a great team here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have talked to other Sarans around the country. Uh, people are very interested in it. But here we've got this long experience of putting it together. We've got, and I think the most important thing we have is the commitment of our Sarans, one and all, uh, to this program because it's a major effort for us. We, we, we only take about a month off after the um, discernment weekend. We take about a month off, and then we start planning for the next year. Mm. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of people involved, and it takes – a lot of money, and yeah. so we 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 raise money. We uh, we inspire our Sarans to contribute money, and we put this program on, which we think uh, is very very helpful and very effective. Yeah, there's a pretty big spectrum as far as some you know person eighteen to forty, as we mentioned, who in regard to the the possibility that they might feel that God is calling them to to the one of these different types of vocation some people may be like no nah, I don't I'm not interested at all and that's probably this probably isn't for them but if somebody just is like you know I think I'm probably called to marriage but I at least want to go and check this out is this for them and then of yes. course then there's some people that are like I know I'm going to be a priest and they they probably should go as well Yes, I think I would characterize it if you have a spark of interest, okay. uh, just a spark. It's it's worth coming, and and let me tell you why. The you know, God created our church, or oh, a little over two thousand years ago, and we've been in existence ever since. And we've had a a, a lineage of priests over those two thousand years. And we believe God is calling young men and women to serve him and to serve all of us as priests and religious. The trouble we have these days is that the world is a cacophony of distractions 
for all these young men and women. And I think they have difficulty hearing the call. Yeah. And yeah. one of the reasons we put this weekend on is to give these young men and women an opportunity to spend a weekend in, in quiet solitude uh, so they can possibly hear that call yeah. that they haven't been able to mm-hmm. hear uh, because of all the distractions in their life. So I say, and my fellow Sarah say, not just me, but we all say, if you've got a little bit of interest, yeah. it's probably worth spending that weekend. And it's a nice weekend. You know, you're at the University of Dallas, which is a beautiful campus. It's totally free. You just have to get yourself there. And frankly, if somebody had trouble getting there, let us know, and we'll come pick you up and bring you there. Uh, we encourage we encourage young men and women uh, across that spectrum. There, as you say, there are some who were just. I talked to a seminarian the other day. I said, "When did you figure out you were going to be a priest?" Sir, I knew when I was three years old yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. going to be a priest. And then there are others, and and I happen to have a grandson in this category who's uh, who's in his 30s and still single and a very spiritual young man who I think has a spark of interest, but I yeah. haven't been able to get him right. to make that step. And I just spent some time with him yesterday, and I said, you ought to come to the, the VAP weekend. You ought to do it because mm-hmm. it might just be that uh, that weekend would give you uh, a little more insight and inspiration to make this move. I'm, I'm curious uh, about the cutoff at 18, because if somebody is 15 or 16, this is a very good ripe age to, yeah. to, be, to be considering this, but why, why is the cutoff 18 years well, old? Well, you know, it's a good question. I think we, we made that decision um, because of the issues surrounding some of the, you yeah. know, the abuse issues safe, safe of children. and all that, yeah. get a young man or woman who's 18 um then they're adults and you know we can we can have the weekend and we don't have to concern ourselves as much although yeah. we pay attention to the details of where they are and what they're doing uh during the weekend but yeah i it's it's a good question and one that maybe we'll take up in the uh, in the future in terms of uh, maybe changing our model mm-hmm. yeah yeah but we spent you know i'd say this uh, the vocations directors uh, spend a lot of time with young men and women of that age and uh, they're talking to them about the vap weekend and so when they turn 18 um it's it's an option that they have. Yeah. Can you speak, uh, I don't need exact numbers, but just generally speaking, what is the state of vocations in America and worldwide? You know, sometimes I hear it's it's a huge crisis, and then I see these posters at churches of the seminarians for the 4th Dallas Diocese, and it looks like a pretty good group of men. So how, 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 is what is I, the situation? You know, it. well, I, I guess I'll just answer the question by saying, you know, God promises that uh, the church would prevail yes. against the gates of hell. And so that, to me, includes, um, hey, you've got a church, and there's going to be priests, and there's going to be religious um, forever. Yeah. Uh, now, in terms of the details, I see here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and that's where my focus is, uh, We we have some incredibly great vocations directors and vocations teams in our two dioceses, both Dallas and Fort Worth. And these uh, young priests are doing a great job, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of young men discerning uh, 
uh, in Dallas and Fort Worth uh, to enter the seminary and become priests. Uh, I think there are other parts of the country, I don't know the details of the numbers, uh, where they're really struggling. Mm -hmm. But I sense, and I think most of my, a lot of my friends, the Catholic friends sense, uh, that we're at the beginning of a revival in the United States. And one of the reasons that we work so hard with our, in the Sarah Club, is we want to tap into that revival and help our our bishops and vocations directors ensure that there is a you know there is a flow of new young men and women coming into the church as priests and religious, and I think uh, we're going to do just fine over the long haul. Yeah. But you and I were talking earlier, and we know there are parts of the world where there's uh, churches are almost I mean the the dioceses are almost going out of business. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things I get up, my wife and I get up every morning and thank the good Lord for is that we live here in North Texas because we ha- we are benefiting from, I think, the strongest Catholic community in the United States. Yeah. And uh, we love that, and uh, nobody will be able to drive us out of uh, yeah, North Texas. Yeah, yeah, we're building churches, building yeah. schools, and everything is uh, looking great. Uh, my guest is Bill Moore. He is the uh, Vocation Awareness Program Director. It's going on at the University of Dallas June 23rd to the 25th. That's a Friday through Sunday Vocation Discernment Weekend, helping single Catholic men and women ages 18 to 40 find answers to questions they may have about life as a priest, sister, brother, or consecrated lay woman. The website, VAPinfo.com. Info.org, VAPinfo.org. Yeah. And Bill, in the, in the time we have remaining, if somebody were to say, well, what exactly you know, is going to happen on that weekend? Do I hear yeah. talks? Do I have one-on-one? What, what, yeah. what, what, what do they do? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, uh, a great weekend. They check in on Friday afternoon. They get a nice private room in the dormitory at the University of Dallas. The meals are great. Uh, there's dinner Friday evening and and throughout the weekend, uh, there's opportunity to attend mass. Uh, there's opportunity to participate in adoration. Uh, we get a lot of great comments about adoration. By the way, people really appreciate that, and I think there's some data that indicates that young men who spend a lot of time in adoration—I'm talking about priests now—are the ones who find their way uh, into the seminary yeah. more than others. Uh, I think the highlight of the weekend is Saturday, where we have an we have priests and sisters there that each of the individual attendees can select who they're going to spend time with, and they have an opportunity to have a private one-on-one discussion with that priest or sister, and uh, they exchange. You know, there's a lot of exchange between those two deep uh, discussions, sharing feelings sharing issues and concerns. Uh, we get a lot of great comments from attendees on the value of those interactions. Um, I think, you know, one thing I observed in the VAP is that, you know, the meal time is a great time because it's a social event, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they get to eat, but they get to meet other attendees, share ideas and things they're thinking about. And then the priests and the sisters intermingle in the dining room with them and i i observed it last year i thought it was one of the highlights of the weekend was this sort of free flow of of discussion amongst the group 
Uh, we're adding a, a different event this year. We've on Saturday evening uh, in the coffee shop in the in the in the in the coffee shop part of the dining area there at University of Dallas. Everybody's going to assemble, and we're going to have the priests and the sisters stand up and give these sort of uh, uh, vocation stories. Uh, uh, in the past, we've shown a movie. Uh, some of the kids had already seen the movie, or maybe they weren't that interested in the movie. We're going to take advantage of that Saturday evening. Your testimonies? Uh, uh, to have these uh, discernment stories and opportunity to ask questions about them. And I think, and and generally we have some music, uh, a group of our sisters from Waco. I hope they come this year. They're great singers and guitar players. And they'll just, we can have coffee and listen to these stories and listen to some good music. And I think it'll really be a lot of fun and, and very helpful to the kids who come. Yeah, you know, as you talk about these testimonies and stories, uh, the couple of the, the priests come to mind. Uh, one of them is Father Brett Metzler. I was very yeah. blessed to hear his story. I'm sure you're very familiar with it about yeah. his parents did not want him to be, to be a priest. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, so much so as he's driving out to Louisiana to go to seminary and his parents are driving him. They're yeah. still trying to talk him out of it. I, I found that fascinating. And then you might probably know the story about Father Edmund Leonard who, you know, started going to daily Mass, and the, the women would come up to him and say, son, have you ever considered yeah. a priesthood? And he's like, no, because I don't like to public speak. Uh, you know, and, and he's one of the, the, great, these, the great preachers in the, in the yeah, diocese now. All these young uh, men and women have fascinating stories, and it just shows you the power that God has as he calls these people, and they're over, able to overcome all sorts of obstacles. Yeah. And Father Metzler, he, he's just fantastic. He came out and spoke. We had the kickoff. We had the kickoff mass and brunch for the Vocational Awareness Program, March the 11th, out at uh, Holy Trinity Seminary. And he was our guest speaker. And he just couldn't have done a better job. He was just fantastic. Yeah, fabulous story. And he told his story. Yeah. Well, Bill, uh, thanks so much. We're just down to about a minute here remaining. Yeah. Uh, VAPinfo.org. If people yes. are interested in going, again, it's the Vocation Discernment Weekend. June 23rd through the 25th. It's free of charge. It's at the University of Dallas. Uh, you know, you're going to really have a, an awesome weekend. If somebody is interested, what do they do? Well, they get on that website. There's an application right on the first page. Very simple. Fill that out and submit it. And then our in our uh, steering committee, our uh, vice president for screening will contact that person and provide a lot of additional information and there will be um, we'll end up sending them a, a welcome aboard packet um, and we'll work with the vocations directors to get them approved for that weekend so right. and if you don't mind for those younger than 18 or over 40 can I give the information to uh, the the two vocation directors because that's who they I mean if you're over 40 and you're interested in a vocation it doesn't mean there's yeah. no possibility it's just that this particular event is not designed yeah, for sadly, that uh, yeah we limit it from 18 to 40 but if you hear of anybody that's younger than 18 and over 40, I'm sure the vocation directors are eager to link up with them. Yeah, so Father Paul Bechter is the Dallas Diocese Vocation Office. Well, he's the vocation director, uh, P. Bechter at cathdow.org. That's P-B-E-C-H-T-E-R at cathdow.org. If you're in the Fort Worth Diocese, uh, you can contact Father Brett Metzler, who we were just talking about, Director of Vocations for the Fort Worth Diocese. And it's just vocations at fwdioc.org. You can always contact us here at the st station as well. And Dave, uh, uh, 
I'm trying to, to coordinate a date that uh, we could get Father Brett and Father Paul to join me and you yeah. here again in the studio again as we get closer, where we can sort of hone in on the finite details of the event. I look forward to that. Yeah, let's do and that. Maybe, maybe uh, sometime in May or early June. Yeah, May, yeah. Uh, let's put it together, and we're yeah. all, we're uh, we're definitely in on that. I, 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 I love that opportunity. I had uh, my nephew come in with Father Paul one time and do a live interview because my nephew was discerning, and he's yeah. he's about at eighteen. And they had a little on-air Q and A, like the questions the young man would ask, the questions yeah. of okay. So it was so awesome to do that live on the radio. Beautiful. Uh, just kind of get that, that the inside yeah. of how that works. Yeah. All right. Well, Bill Moore, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for what you do. And again, uh, everybody listening, if you have interest, you know, like like Bill said, a, a spark of interest that you might just might be being called uh, to a vocation of some sort, priest, sister, brother, consecrated lay woman, uh, go to that website va apinfo.org and fill out the quick survey. If I, if I could say one more thing, Dave, uh, also parents and grandparents, if uh, uh, you have a child or a grandchild that you really believe has some interest, uh, don't hesitate, um, hesitate to link them up. And uh, we'll go from there. All right. Very good. Uh, we ran a little bit long, but uh, good topic. So we're going to have a shorter break. Uh, we're going to come back, as I mentioned, the CPLC Catholic Pro-Life Community segment of the Good News Show with Frank Gonzalez and Maddie Brown coming up uh, next. We're going to talk about Pro-Life Boot Camp. I think Susan Platt's going to call in and give a little update as well. So quick break. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. Are you looking for a full or part-time office for you or your team? WorkSuites provides workspace offices for individuals and small team businesses. WorkSuites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM, is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. WorkSuites offices are designed to cultivate a community of professionals working together to accomplish their business goals. WorkSuites invites you to give them a call at 888-312-WORK or visit their website at worksuites.com to see if it fits your business needs. This is Dr. David Anders, host of Called to Communion, heard here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, inviting all men to attend the 12th annual North Texas Catholic Men's Conference. It's a great opportunity to grow in your knowledge and loving your Catholic faith. I'll be there, along with great speakers like Father Donald Calloway and Matthew Leonard. The theme is Encountering Jesus, Eucharistic Revival. It's Saturday, April 22nd at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in Frisco. Visit CatholicBrothersForChrist.com for details and to register. The new feature film, Mirando Al Cielo, arrives in theaters by Fathom Events on Tuesday, April 18th for one night only. Mirando Al Cielo tells the powerful story of San Jose Sanchez del Rio, the Mexican teen saint who gave everything for Christ the King. The inspiring story of faith, family, and heroism is the perfect movie to experience during Eastertide. Tickets and ministry resources are available at mirandoalcielo.mx, M-I-R-A-N-D-O-A-L-C-I-E-L-O dot M-X. 
that uh, I was talking about earlier, uh, interviewing the uh, producer Laura about that, Miranda LCA Low. Highly, highly recommend that. Also, really nice to talk to, to Bill Moore about the VAP uh, Vocation Awareness Program Discernment Weekend. Hopefully, you will uh, consider that as well. It is the second Monday of the month, and that means that we have in studio, and we're so blessed to have uh, every second Monday reps from the Catholic Pro Life community joining us. And I have in studio Frank Gonzalez, Director of Marketing and Communication for the CPLC, along with uh, Youth for Life Director. Director Maddie Brown, I, th- I hope I got your title right, and I think we may be hearing from Susan Platt also, Prayer and Community Outreach Director. So, good to see you. How are you doing? Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter Happy to you, Easter. Dave. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, still glowing from that wonderful event was, uh, a couple gonna, of weeks ago. I was going to say, you still have that, that pro <laughs> person that, of the that, year that, glow about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have people congratulating me, and uh, it, was, it was awesome. So, thanks again. But uh, we're on to new things with the CPLC. It never slows down. There's always something around the corner, isn't that is there? That's right. That's right. Summer is, is here before you know it, and with that comes our boot camp and boot camp junior and Maddie's here to talk a, a lot about that. Um, uh, but I wanted, we wanted to get the segment started, as, as we always do, with a prayer. And I believe Susan Platt, who's our Director of Community Outreach, is on the phone. Susan, are you there? I am. Would I you am. please start Happy us with... Happy Easter. Happy Easter Happy to you. Easter. Would you please start us with a prayer, and then you can go right into and give us an, an update on uh, what's happening down in Austin and uh, with our government. All right. That sounds great. Let us pray. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, you have clothed us in Christ. May his peace control our hearts, the peace into which we were called in one body. May the word of Christ dwell in us richly, as in all wisdom we teach and admonish one another, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts to you. And whatever we do, in word or in deed, may we do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. Our Lady of Guadalupe, protectress of the unborn, pray for for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray Pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, there's lots of things going on in the legislature, uh, as usual, uh, but I'll just focus on a few things right now. Um, the Texas legislature is in session, and the Texas House of Representatives voted on funding for the Alternatives to Abortion program. Uh, last session, they allocated $100 million over two years, but this time, our Texas House doubled the funding, $200 million over two years. Um, that's going to provide a tremendous amount of assistance for organizations that help moms and babies. So we are most grateful for uh, Texas standing up for moms um, and and giving the help that they need. Um, in other news, we have finally have had the judgment issued regarding the abortion pill. Uh, this drug, known as uh, also known as RU486, blocks the woman's progesterone and kills the baby. Uh, on Good Friday, the district judge in Amarillo issued a stay of the FDA's approval of the abortion pill. Uh, that means that the drug will no longer be available throughout the country. Now, right now, over half of all abortions performed in the United States are chemical. The stay that this judge issued is delayed for seven days, 
so that the Biden administration can have time to appeal the ruling. And of course, they've given notice that they intend to appeal. In his opinion, the judge found that the FDA violated federal law in several ways when it approved mifepristone, the abortion pill, for elective abortion in 2000. And he says he is most concerned about the drug's safety, writing in his opinion that one thing is clear, the lack of restrictions resulted in many deaths and many more severe or life-threatening adverse reactions. Due to the FDA's lax reporting requirements, the exact number is not ascertainable. The um, and so he he is really concerned about safety. So uh, he's um, and concerned that they're not tracking this information. The Obama administration directed the FDA several years ago to not report non-fatal incidents. So if a woman uh, became septic or hemorrhaged uh, or nearly died, they just didn't report it, uh, even though it was so dangerous. Uh, and of course, meanwhile, there's uh, a, a pro-abortion judge in Washington state who has ordered the FDA to continue to make mifepristone available, at least in the 17 states in the District of Columbia that filed the lawsuit. So this will probably all be appealed and go to the Fifth Circuit um, Court of Appeals. And mm -hmm. we're praying that they'll uphold the stay and that they'll ban the abortion drugs throughout the country. But in the meantime, Texas is blessed that our lawmakers passed legislation in 2021 to make trafficking abortion drugs into our state a felony. So it's against the law. You cannot do that here. Um, so we'll we'll keep an eye on what happens with the appeal. It will most likely go, go to the Supreme Court. So do please keep praying uh, for the success of this abortion ban for this horrible drug. And that's horrible, dangerous drug. And that's the main thing that we can do right now is just to continue to pray, um, you know, for the for the judge's ruling to be upheld because it's not because it's in the courts it's not like something that we can we can go to a congressman and write a letter or anything like that this is this is something a little bit different and so we mm -hmm. prayer is our, is our biggest weapon that's right but we also have the vote because this is the judge that ruled this way was appointed um, during the Trump administration so we can vote uh, and please remember, early voting begins Monday, April 24th through Tuesday, May 2nd, and Election Day is Saturday, May 6th. And we've got school boards, um, people that are up for election, city council, mayors, uh, all throughout our area, and we need to vote. Um, you can uh, Google um, questionnaires about candidates that you may be interested in. If you don't know who's running, there are several uh, organizations. There's an online newspaper called Dallas Express, and they uh, have sent out uh, questionnaires to 70 candidates. And it's you know it's it's not biased one way or another. They just ask people to answer questions. Um, and you can also contact the candidates individually and find out you know are they pro-life? How do they vote on the pro-life issues? And you can also stay informed. Uh, we have information on our website. You can sign up for our e-alerts uh, at ProLifeDallas.org. You can sign up for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Um, their ProLife 
alerts because they con- they track Congress and send out alerts for us to contact our um, national representatives and senators uh, at usccb.org slash pro-life. You can do the same thing with our Texas legislature. Sign up at txcatholic.org, and you can always Google who represents me to find out um, who is your uh, representative congressman, um, even who is on the uh, state school board of ed- education. So all all kinds of information that that you can you can find out. But please be an informed voter and please vote. And once again, all of those uh, websites that you mentioned, uh, you can go to them directly again, or you can just go through our website, ProLifeDallas.org. And uh, there's a uh, community outreach page that lists all of those uh, different uh, uh, locations where you can sign up to receive those e-alerts and to stay informed and also to uh, take action as well. Susan, thank you so much uh, for uh, being with us today and to t- uh, give us a little bit more uh, update on um, what's happening. Well, you are most welcome. Have a blessed Easter season. And you too. All right, so let's turn the uh, microphones over to uh, Maddie Brown. Maddie is our um, Youth for Life director, and uh, she, Maddie has just been doing yeoman's work lately. She was, she was behind the scenes helping us so much put together the, uh, the Bishop's Pro-Life Dinner. She, she jumped in when we didn't have an event coordinator, and she just kind of pretty, pretty much took the bull by the horns and said, let's get this organized and do it this way, and we kind of all fell in line, and it was a very successful event. Um, because of Maddie's great work for that and helping us, awesome. um, that will lead her right into what she's really here for, uh, which, <laughs> which is for the youthful life and for putting together boot camp. Um, so the boot camp dates for both boot camp junior and boot camp are uh, coming up in June and July. Uh, but Maddie, tell us before we get into all that, tell us a little bit more about boot camp itself and uh, why it's so important to have this event in the summer. Perfect. Yeah. So Susan was just telling us about the laws and changing the laws to be pro-life. And that is an important part of the pro-life movement. But another part is changing the culture and making sure our teens know the truth and know how to be active because they are the ones who are being affected by this today. It is the teens and and the middle schoolers who are being targeted by these um, pro-choice organizations and being confused and being hit with all of this information that is false and so it's our job to be there and be teaching them the truth so that they can go teach it to others and so that's the goal of boot camp is to teach them to be those leaders today to give them the skills to lead their their friends with the truth and and being involved you know that's something that when you think back to your days uh, my days in middle school peer pressure is such a huge component of that of that time in a in a in a uh, a young adult's life or in a in a child's life, as they're just kind of starting to develop uh, mentally, physically, all these things are going on. But then they get hit by peer pressure, and um, just being able to know what the truth is and know how to stand up and just and and not necessarily argue or even debate a person, but just to be able to profess. This is what I know to be real. This is what I know to be true. And this is why I believe what I believe. And then just be able to have maybe just the, a backbone. Uh, and, this is, and this is where boot camp comes in. It, it helps really inspire the kids and motivate them to, to be stronger. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it gives them those skills and the knowledge that they need to, to go and to be those leaders and be a little bit of positive peer pressure in sometimes because that's helpful at, at sometimes. You know, I, I, yeah, I guess instead of standing up to somebody and 
and pounding them over the head, you're, they're standing up and maybe nudging them a little bit and just encouraging them, you know, to think to think more than just what everybody else thinks, but to actually think for themselves. And so, how does boot camp work? Uh, you know, because you, you have two different programs. One is for middle schoolers. One is for high schoolers. How does it work, and what do the kids, you know, experience while they're there? Yeah, we so we think of pro life boot camp as total pro life immersion. So our goal is for them to come out being leaders. So they uh, hear speakers on all a variety of pro life topics. They go do service projects in the community at various uh, pro life organizations throughout the community. They learn service projects that they can do that we do at camp at our campus that they could take and do in their families and their parishes or their schools. Um, and then we base the whole thing on prayer because really that is the foundation of everything we do. Um, and so everything that they learn, everything they do, they can take back with them and repeat later. And, and that's our that's really our goal. And so the boot camp program, the high school one, is July 14th through 18th this summer, and it is at the University of Dallas. And this program is 21 years old now. Uh, so we've helped over <laughs> 1,500 youth to become leaders in the pro-life movement. Um, and so that one is is really our our bread and butter in in some ways that we really um, we love that one that's overnight and so they they don't leave this pro life environment that we create the whole the walls of the dorm are covered in pro life and they're surrounded by this positive messaging the whole time um, and then last year we started our boot camp junior and this is for incoming seventh and eighth graders because we saw this huge gap in not reaching these kids at a younger age where we really need to be. Um, and so that one is for incoming 7th and 8th graders. It is June 12th through 16th. And that one is a day camp. It's at uh, St. Mark's Catholic Church in Plano. Um, they, we're very blessed that they're welcoming, welcoming us back this year. And so they'll have the same types of activities, just kind of a little bit of a uh, lower lower level. of uh, the, t- the talks will be really uh, more geared towards their age. Okay. Do you see, other than just the, the talks being a little bit different uh, because of the age that you just said, but mm-hmm. do you do you see the the interaction of the kids and how they respond to the message different between middle schoolers and high schoolers, or is it all just pretty much across the board? They want to. They're there to to, to really uh, embrace this message and to and to live it out. What I noticed is that. The information is a lot newer to the middle schoolers. A lot of the high schoolers come in knowing some of this and having a basis, but many of our middle schoolers, everything we presented to them was brand new. Uh, and, and so it really creates that strong foundation of the pro-life movement. Um, you, you know, one, the, the thing that we were kind of talking <clears throat> excuse me, before we came on the air was the idea of how the message hits home and uh, how students are... Are changed by the this message that they hear. Uh, you've got, uh, I'm sure, a number of stories from kids that have been through the program over the last number of years, and and how it's changed how it's changed their lives, how it's influenced their decisions, uh, how it's influenced their presence in the, in their school among their classmates, and even within their families. Mm-hmm. I bet you've got a lot of stories like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have pro life marriages that have come out of it, pro life vocations. Uh, we have. Students who've gone and created organizations at their schools and parishes. Uh, one I just found out last week, one of our students last summer uh, started his own organization at his school, and he wants to bring several members from that to this summer's camp. And I said, please, come on down. <laughs> um, and we also, I mean, our, our goal is pro-life, but 
last summer I had a student after each camp come to me and say, I was losing my faith. My family's not very involved in the faith anymore. And now I'm going to make my parents take me to mass every week. I want to be a participant in this faith. This is my faith. And I was just like blown away. And it's those kinds of things that you hear when you're exhausted at the end of that whole week of camp that you're like, this is worth it. Every God, you're doing crazy things here. And it's beautiful. <laughs> when you talk about the experiences that the kids have, um, you you never experienced a, a boot camp when you were um, in high school or in middle school, or mm-hmm. but but you came aboard as a college uh, participant. Um, what is it when 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 you when you step you know into the halls and when you step into a boot camp and, and everything? What's that? How does the Holy Spirit work in those kids? It is just so present uh, the, for the, I, I, like I, you said, I never saw it as a high schooler, so I always helped set up, but I never saw it as the impact of walking into the dorm fully ready. But you can see those kids, they walk in and they're like, what, are, what is this environment that I'm in? This is so different than I'm used to that we, we cover the walls in pro-life memes. And so it's humorous, but it's also educational. And we have a wall of crosses that is the number of children that will die by abortion while we're at boot camp. Um, and we ask them to color those crosses and pray for each of those babies one by one during camp. And just seeing that number, it, it hits home to them. It makes this real that each of those as a child is a life. Uh, and it, it immediately has this huge impact when they see that and they come into our environment. It's amazing because you, you, ab- you absolutely, once they see it, it's not just about the words that you're saying and the ideas that you that are behind it, but now you're physically showing them uh, you know the the atrocity of abortion by um, by how many lives are being lost just during the time that they're there for a few days mm-hmm. and and now you're you're actually putting it in terms that they can visualize as opposed to just you know kind of formulating their brain now they're visualizing it yes and and one of the most impactful experiences. Uh, that, that the students have every summer is we take them over to the Cemetery of the Innocents where over 10,000 babies have been buried at this gravesite to pray there in a cemetery at this gravesite. And that brings it so so real. It's, it's life, and it's a, a cemetery. It's a gravesite. And that just, that one event has, that one, you know, moment at camp changes so many hearts and so many, um, you know, minds just to, to really be involved and, and not give up. That's amazing. Um, so let's tell, let's give people a little bit more information about boot camp itself. What is the uh, um, the theme for this year's boot camp? And tell them a little bit more about what exactly is going to happen this year, and then how they can register for it. Yeah, our theme this year is written by God. Our stories change the world, and so we're going to be talking about God's plan for each of us in the pro-life movement because there are just, there are so many parts and, and moving moving parts and, and different places for people. And that you know, finding your place that God has planned for you is so important. So we're going to be talking about that and in individual stories, um, and then. Oh, what else did you ask me to say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's probably you're probably still in the planning stages, but some mm-hmm. of the things that they'll be doing that week. I mean, you mentioned going uh, to the grave site, and 
uh, you know, activities there on campus and, and, and stuff like that. But as far as, you know, specific things, there's some, some stuff that you might be able to mention now. Yeah. Well, we'll take them to, like you said, the grave site and we'll take them out to a pro-life organization in the neighborhood. Sometimes we go to maternity homes or pregnancy resource centers to do service on site there to see what the community as a whole is doing. Um, and then we'll, I know we have Monica Ashour coming to talk about theology of the body for our high school camp. Um, and we will also be having a deacon come and talk about end-of-life issues at our high school camp. Those are the only names or, or set talks I have at this moment. <laughs> and now when people want to go ahead and, and they're hearing this today and they want to say, you know, this is something I'd love to have my kids go and experience and be a part of, uh, what's the best way for them to get more information and, and to even uh, sign up? Yeah, our website is prolifedallas.org slash bootcamp, nice and easy. And all the information is there, and you signups are are there, and volunteer signups for chaperone, and all of our staff members are online and ready to go. The the chaperone part of this is is really really important because you know kids are off for the summer, mm-hmm. so the the time for them to be able to do it is is fairly easy enough. Mm-hmm. But for a chaperone to be able to take some time off and to do this with the kids is it's really really important. And the need for these chaperones is, is so vital, isn't it? Oh, it, it totally is. The, the adults that are there with the kids make a huge difference. Um, and, and we follow safe environment rules, so we have to follow those, those rules as we go along, too. But, um, and it is a huge commitment for our chaperones, but they get so much out of it also um, that they, they want to come back every summer and be involved and make a difference for those teens. Well, we certainly encourage everyone listening today, if, if you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, um, that uh, you think would benefit from boot camp, by all means go to prolifedallas.org slash boot camp and sign up today. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll fill up the, uh, the hallways with uh, these young pro-lifers that are going to be uh, the leaders not only of today, but the leaders of tomorrow in the pro-life movement. Maddie, thanks a bunch for, uh, for being here today. And, and again, uh, we know boot camp will be a success because of your helpship oh. on it. Oh, it, it's a success. No, no of God. pressure. No <laughs> pressure, Maddie. All right, Frank Gonzalez, Director of Marketing and Communications for the CPLC. Thank you so much, along with Maddie Brown, Youth for Life Director. It's uh, boot camp. I got a text uh, while you guys were talking. Somebody said, I'm signing my daughter up. Yeah, this is a done deal. She's, she's going. So you got, you got one person okay, right now. Uh, awesome. th- th- thanks so much. Uh, great information. And I uh, always look forward to the CPLC segments every second Monday of the month here on The Good News Show. We have covered a lot of ground. We have one more brief thing to discuss with Cecil Anderson because Cecil... Uh, has something called an ambassador program. It's not, not just Sissel. Sissel and I are doing it together. <laughs> I was uh, say, but, yeah, uh, it's you completely make... my idea. Only. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, what's going on with the ambassadors? Yeah, absolutely. So the ambassador program, just really quickly, is a program we are having to help make sure that every single Catholic and non-Catholic in DFW knows about Catholic Radio um, as a resource. So uh, we are going to have our meeting, an informational kind of session, this Saturday here in our studios. If you want to learn more, we have some current ambassadors that are going to come and talk and kind of update what they've been doing and also we'll just give more information if you want to learn more you basically would if you were interested you would have like a deanery that you would be your parishes to communicate with and find out how can we help them and also make sure that they can have something in their bulletin about us or have our bumper stickers nearby so that we can help each other uh, grow the kingdom of god here in north texas so the meeting is this saturday at 9 a.m here <laughs> in our new off temporary offices so the address there's an email going out this afternoon if you're not on our email list make sure you get on that but if you want to know more, email us at kth 
at grnonline.com, and there will be a light breakfast breakfast served as well. All right, very good. So kth at grnonline.com is the email if you would like to just uh, at least come and see if it's a good fit for you. Just because you come doesn't mean you're committed, but you can find out more about the Ambassador Program and help us get the word out so more people can hear great uh, information like what we've shared with you during this last hour. Uh, just uh, as a, a recap, if you want to check out the Mirando El Cielo movie, just go to mirandoalcielo.mx. Uh, Vocation Awareness Program email uh, website, I should say, is vipinfo.org. And then finally, the boot camp is uh, prolifedallas.org forward slash boot camp. And <laughs> ambassadors, uh, just email kth at grnonline.com. All right, that's it. It's 1 o'clock. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week for the next good news show here on KTH 910 AM. Have a great rest of your day.